What's going on, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to the Stakes is High podcast. Before we get started with this episode, we wanted to let you know about our new website. What up, TC? Yo, what's going on? Chilling, man. What is our new website? StakesIsHighPod.Threadless.com. That's T-H-R-E-A-D-L-E-S-S dot com. Yes, you can go there and find a lot of our new merchandise. You know, we have everything mm. from sweatshirts all the way to phone cases. And this with our logo on it. Uh, if you want to support small business, black business, please go there. I want you to absolutely right now hit pause and go to our website. Check it out. Check it out and purchase some of our new merchandise. And if you do purchase some of our new merchandise, we will highlight you on our social media platforms and TC what is all our social media platforms you can find us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter and that's at the handle at Stakes is High Pod we really really appreciate you guys please enjoy this episode and please continue to follow us and this is the Stakes is High Podcast peace when I first heard Stakes is High I was Stakes is High you know them stakes is high. We talking about them. Stakes is high. Y'all know them stakes is high. When we dealing with them. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast, having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones, and I have TC here. What's up, brother? Chilling. What's going down? Blessed, blessed, blessed. Feel it. Blessed more than I should be. Amen, brother. Yeah, man. Cold weather. <laughs> hey, we got a heat wave coming, though. It's yeah. supposed to be like 50 on Wednesday. Yeah, I saw Something that. like that. I saw that. It's supposed to make it to 30 day. I ain't see it or feel it. Nah, you know what? It is. It, it, it's above freezing because it start, you see melting. You see a little bit of melting. The cars put, get putting up a little slush. So uh-huh. still cold, man. Yeah. Still cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm ready for that 50 though. Hey. For that 50 drive, I might go swimming. <laughs> right, go swimming. I might barbecue. You stupid. <laughs> you Lay will, out in tan. You will see people in flip flops. Go to Walmart. Man, I saw people in flip flops yesterday. Like, Are you serious, fuck, man? And shorts. Yes, I seen shorts. I ain't seen no flip flops. I went to uh, man, my girl had me in damn IKEA, man. And uh, oh, that's a that's a walk, man. bro, man. I I. I don't know how people like that place. That's just like a corn maze. Yeah, it's big. It's a it's a it's a fun house. It's like all these rooms, these fake rooms and mm-hmm. random if you furniture need, everywhere. If you need to furnish a house, it's kind of cool. Cause I did. I remember I went there like on my first one of my first apartments. Yeah. I went to IKEA with like a thousand dollars and furnished the whole crib. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah, it's cool that way. I may give you a lot of good ideas, but it is. It is. It's Bro, crazy. I could not. I'm like, dog, yeah. I can't do this fucking maze. Yeah. I like to like walk straight to what I'm going to get, or go straight to it, mm-hmm. like not go through this whole maze. Yeah. Like we were trying to. What we was looking for was like on. In section 18, yeah, dog. It love. took like a half hour to get yeah. to 18. I'm like, nah, bro, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, shout out to uh, <laughs> uh, Good Morning Beautiful, uh, Neek and uh, uh, Bree. I was just talking to them, man, and they live in Minnesota. Okay. And they were talking about the Mall of America. Mm. And I was asking them, like, they're like, they were in there from like three to seven, bro, and still didn't finish going through the whole mall. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a huge monkey. That mug like that? I've, I've you ain't never, never known. Oh. I've never been. No, I ain't never no, I never been either, man. Uh, but um, yeah, it's no huge. All, it's the, all I remember is it was a, a roller coaster in there. Yeah, and a water slide. Damn. Yeah, that's so crazy. that's crazy. I was like, man, I, want, I still want to see it just to say I've just been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, man. That's a summer trip. It's too cold. That's it's dinner, cold. That's dinner cold like a two-day trip. Yeah. Like you, yeah. I got to go in the summer, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold weather. here. I know it's dumb cold there. Yeah, Dumb man. cold. But, man, let's get let's go. Where, where can they find us? At Stakes High Pod. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For all of our episodes, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or interested in being a guest on the show, uh, please shoot us an email at stexishypod at gmail.com. Yeah. 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 Hey, man. January. <laughs> Turn to a rapper real Yeah, quick. That's, that's how you spit that. <laughs> hey. Man, I just listened to... Uh, um, uh, Hood Rich Pablo, <laughs> he got some, uh, <laughs> he got some uh, ad libs. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Man, Migos king of ad libs. Nah, I'll tell you, dog. Nah, it's just hilarious. Nah, Jeezy is. I say Jeezy. Jeezy got some. You just a Jeezy fan? Nah, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> a but uh, hey, um, man. Speak. I'm, I'm, I'm like. Talking about Hoodwitch Pablo, man. What's up with this hundredth episode, bro? Hey, he's right around the corner, y'all. Yeah, man. Right around the corner. Hundred, hundredth coming. Yeah. We're doing a we're doing a nice little celebration. So we need y'all to show Please up. Please show up, man. We need y'all to show up. Um that's on Wednesday, January seventeenth. Yes, yes. Uh from seven to ten. Yeah. Downtown Indy at Icon Lounge. I don't have that address in front of me, but yeah. Uh, go to our Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've posted it. We're yeah. gonna keep posting we're it. Keep posting It'll it. be everywhere. Um uh, we have a couple uh, giveaways, doing some free giveaways for mm-hmm. for some folks that show up. Yeah. Um, sounds by my main man, DJ Danny Mac, DJ Mac Main. Yeah, uh, coming all the way down from the bend to, to bless us on the ones and twos. Yeah. Um, what else we got, man? Man, uh, um, do a little live live commentary, a little yeah. audience participation. You know, it's not really a live yeah. show. We're gonna give you some, like you said, we're gonna we're gonna get on stage and got a couple things planned for. You know the listeners and like TC said, some giveaways. Uh, man, come out, please! It's a, Look, it's a celebration. It's a celebration. We try to do it almost on happy hour times of just saying, "Hey, you know, with it being Wednesday, we just like, yo, let's just do it from seven to ten. It's only three hours. You can get home if you leave Icon by ten. You will be home by ten thirty. You're able to get in bed. <laughs> you know, come please enjoy your time with us. We got drinks. You know, it's a bar. Uh, not sure about food. That's a cash yeah. bar. Yeah. It's FYI. a cash bar. Yeah, cash bar. Yeah, we, we ain't giving you no drinks. <laughs> we ain't got it like that. Yeah, we may give our top listener a couple of drinks, but yeah, uh, we, we'll meet you, give you a shot. <laughs> it might be some skull vodka or something. Bro. Nah, nah. <laughs> top listener got to get some top shelf. You know right, what I mean? Right. Top shelf, top listener. But yeah, please come out and join us. Um, man, go to our social media. You know, we we want to have a good time with y'all just to celebrate and celebrate. If it wasn't for the listeners, that's like if you're listening right now, man, you are helping us continue the progress and, you know, setting some goals. But we're going to talk about all that, you know, during the show and a couple of things we hopefully we have planned for the future. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, come out and ride with us. Check it out. 7 and, uh, to 10, Wednesday, January 17th. If you go to our uh, Instagram and see it, screenshot it. Post it on your Instagram. Yes, we please. would greatly appreciate that. Uh, you see it on Facebook. Yeah. Go ahead and share it. You know, and repost it on your timeline. If you uh, see it on Twitter, uh-huh. go ahead and retweet it. You know, we want to spread this word out a little bit. It's a free event. We ain't free say that. Event. It don't cost yeah, nothing. nothing. Just you come, come have a good time. Even if you come and just say thank you guys. Hey, I'm just proud of you, and you leave. I don't. We don't care. Just come out and have a good time. Yep. But hopefully, you stay. But right, Kick yeah, it. just see come. what we got going on. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, we uh, let's get to this. Let's get to this main event. All right. So 
our main event, you know, it is a it a very it's a very uh, sens- sensitive subject, you know, and I think that we have really touched on it before, but mm-hmm. it was in a different aspect, you know. Uh, <clears throat> You know, we talked about uh, sexual assault and, you know, we especially around the the Me Too movement, which is still going right. on, you know, and is yeah. a lot of people coming out front and they were just able to speak about some of their experiences and they shared it through. I think it was just like I said, it was a hashtag movement mm-hmm. and it was pretty dope, man, you know, to see a lot of people being able to open up to be able to share, you know, their experience, their 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 negative experience, their the time that they had and the ways that they've gotten over it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to, you can go back and listen to that episode. Um, I like want to say it was called Hashtag Me Too. That was like yeah, the name of it, that's right? That's exactly what it was. Okay. Um, so, yeah, go back there. But uh, as of recently, you know, we're not going to get too much. We're going to get to it once we get this gentleman on. Uh, you know, there was a, a story floating around on Facebook. Uh, actually, was here in the local news here mm-hmm. in Indianapolis mm-hmm. uh, about a, you know, um, about a pastor that was running for uh, a political city council, city council, and you know it was inappropriate with a with a younger kid at the time. But now this gentleman is an adult, and uh, you know we 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 knew him personally. I looked, I'm like, whoa, TC. You know, mm. this is one of our frat brothers. Let's you know, yeah. And it was you know it touched was, home. It touched home, you yeah. know. And it was you know it kind of bothered both of us just hit, even just reading the story. So you know we reached out and uh, asked would he come on and tell the story. And, you know, we we figured we, uh, you know, bring it to you guys and just make people give people awareness and also see that there are there, there are men that's coming out, stepping up and mm-hmm. telling their story. So, you know, we're going to get this gentleman a call and, uh, you know, get his story and, you know, we have we'll talk about it. Let's do it. man. Let's do it. All right. We're going to give him a call. One sec. What's going on, man? Not much. Good to hear from you guys. Yeah, man. Thank you for taking our call, bro. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All the way from the south, from Georgia. Savannah, Georgia, where there was snow last week, <laughs> believe it or not. Are you serious? Yeah, man. They've been the so south been serious. the south been getting blessed with this with this white <laughs> with this white powder kind of falling up from the sky, man. Hey, man, you might as well come back to you might as well come back to Indiana, <laughs> man. Don't do that shit. Don't do that. Right. I feel like I'm already there. Nah, you no, you don't. Y'all ain't got no negative, uh, negative 10, 12, 15, did you? No, but when you're used to 50 and 60 degree weather this time, being in the teens is close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you definitely won't come. If you come up here, you'll be mad as hell. <laughs> like, what is this? What is this? You're like, I ain't even got that kind of coat. Man, for real. Who? Uh, yeah, same thing with uh with Mark. He yeah. came through from uh, he in Cali, bro. In Cali, he's like, bro, I ain't be real. I ain't even have a coat when I came home. I had to borrow somebody's. I've been out there for three years. I'm like, man, it makes sense, dog. Yeah, it makes sense. Yo, I did the same shit though. Uh, I came up there for the during the earth or not the earthquake, but the hurricane, and I went up there, um, stayed with a couple of my fans. I only bought a hoodie. I thought I was doing big by bringing a hoodie. <laughs> I was freezing the entire yeah, time. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, real quick, man. We didn't we didn't we didn't highlight on that last one. Uh episode. Shout out to Mark, man. Mark Hardy with the with the uh 
Can I be real? Yeah, man. Yeah, shout, yeah, out, shout to out to out. Mark, man. That we had a did great. Yeah, we had a bro, man. We had a bro. Oh, you listen. You said you listened. Yeah, we had a yeah. bro from uh, Gamma Eight Hundred One last week, man. Had a book, you know. Shout out to him okay. for sure. And all, all y'all listeners, if y'all haven't yet, man, go ahead and check him out on Amazon.com. Just search uh, "Can I Be Real," Mark Hardy. You should see his book, man. Go yeah, ahead man. and cop it. Go social social support. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, man, bro. Thank you for you know taking our call, man, and. Uh, Man, uh, give the people, man, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, and, you know, um, uh, let us know, you know, let them know about the greatest fraternity and the greatest chapter in the world. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Six and eight. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, my name is Jonathan Bryant. I'm 30 years old, uh, Ball State graduate, graduated in 2012 with my bachelor's in psychology. I uh, now live in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, still carrying the light down here. Uh, a charter member of the Sigma Theta Lambda uh, chapter here in Hinesville, GA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, just keeping it strong. That's dope, man. That's what's up, man. Dude, dude, dude went to this house and became a <laughs> charter member, dog. He, he etched in history for real, for real, dog. That's crazy, yeah, man. That's yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah, Good stuff. I just thought about that. That um, Our, what is it now? Three years is going to be this week on the 10th. Mm, okay. 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 That's dope, man. That's what's up, yeah. man. Three years strong. Just brought in our first uh, first line at about nine. So, doing pretty good. I see, dog. Cool, That's man. what's up, man. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, if I'm in Georgia, I'm going to have to slide down to Savannah, man. I've been to Atlanta, but I, ain't, I haven't slid to Savannah, man. So, I had to check that yeah, out. Yeah, everybody makes it to Atlanta. Not everybody comes to Savannah. Actually, it's not. I ain't even gonna put him on blast on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's, a, He's a actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. But man, we wanted to, you know, uh, like TC and I, we kind of introduced, you know, somewhat of the story, man. But you know, w- when we seen the story floating, you know, floating on uh, Facebook, you know, I was like, whoa. I'm like, yo, that's that's Jonathan. I know that, bro. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, it bothered me just even, you know, just reading through the story. Um, And what I wanted what I wanted you to do, man, and you could do it better than TC and I is just kind of highlight like what the story is about. And then we can go into the details of the story. You cool with that? Okay. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. So about five years ago, I was approached uh, to do an interview about uh, something that happened to me when I was a kid, and I wasn't really ready to talk about it then, uh, so I declined it. Um, And then with the national conversation around the Me Too movement and just having to think about sexual assault, uh, men in power taking advantage of that. Uh, I've been thinking about what happened to me, and I was approached to do the interview again by the same guy, so I agreed to do it this time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and then the article came out. We did the uh, did the interview last week, mm-hmm. and then the article came out, I think, Tuesday. Okay, okay. Dope. So, yeah. I mean, dive in, you know, I mean... And that's 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 the surface, but you know, go ahead and yeah, that's you know, the surface. Okay, yeah, I can take you. Okay. So you know, um, I, I don't want to get anything uh, wrong, so I'm gonna just let you go ahead and and tell it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. And, and we'll I'll we'll right chime in it. with questions, you know, 
it's no it's normal conversation, bro. So just do your thing, right. man. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, feel free to ask anything when we get into the meat of it. Like, I've it's, been talking about it so much lately. Okay. You know, there's nothing yeah. that you can't ask. You in there now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full speed ahead now. <laughs> let's go. All right. Cool. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's let's hear it. All right. So yeah. So when I was about probably fourteen, fifteen years old. Um, I had actually, this starts probably when I was 13 years old, I had accepted my call to preach, Mm -hmm. uh, what I believe was a call to preach, and to be in the ministry. And that that started a more, I guess, mentor-like relationship with the pastor of the church that I was at, which is Messiah Missionary Baptist Church. Um, And I had grown, grown up in that church everything like that was that was where I was baptized he was I mean that's what my mom preached because I actually come from a family of preachers and my mom uh-huh. uh, was a minister there and the pastor was actually her best friend what's, um, so, who's the, what's the pastor's uh, name again oh he's Stephen Clay Stephen Clay gotcha okay mm-hmm. so fast forward a couple years or not even a couple, fast forward a year. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom is, you know, still actively preaching at the church uh, on a Saturday. Clay calls her and he's like, hey, I want you to preach tomorrow. And knowing that she would need to prepare her sermon, he offers to watch me so mm-hmm. that she can, you know, get ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom, not thinking anything of it, she's like, okay, well, this is a nice setup, so... She takes me over there. She goes back to start, you know, getting ready for everything. And so, then, um, so, so let me ask you a question real quick. Um, your age? What, how old were you again? I was fourteen or fifteen, 14 and that's the thing that has been the the my biggest, I guess, issue is that I don't know the timeline exactly. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I do know because I've I've been saying fourteen and. Looking at documents and everything, I think I was just, I was 15 by the time everything came out. But okay. I think it happened when I was 14. Okay. Gotcha. Now, um, and, and, and my next question before you go on, uh, now, have you ever been to his house before, even with your mom? With my mom, yes. Okay. Okay. But never alone. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there was already a, a, uh, a trust there, obviously, with this person from both you and your mom initially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. like you, I mean, there there wouldn't be a way for him to be trusted more. Like, he was mm-hmm. my mom's best friend, mm-hmm. the pastor of the church. I had just started preaching, so he was my mentor in the ministry at that point. Um, like, he was, he was trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get, I get to the house, and he wants to do this game of charades. Okay. And we... Where he's giving me these different scenarios, and I mean, you guys have met me. You know that I'm not always, you know, Mister Charismatic. I can be kind of calm and laid back. Yeah, um, right. But as a kid, it was even I was even more shy. Mm-hmm. And so I think the game with charades was to try and get me out of that, and to get me to be more charismatic and that kind of stuff, get me out of my shell, and to get me comfortable with him. Okay. Uh, so. After the charades game, we end up talking, and 
he offers to give me an allowance. Is it an allowance? Me, yeah. Okay. Um, and he and he didn't put it like that. Like he he was really slick about the way that he talked about it, and he's just like, we could have an agreement where, um, you know, I can give you money every so often, kind of like an allowance, and it stays between you and I. But if I do that for you, you have to do something for me. Are you willing to do this or not? And at that mm. point was when it got weird, because he wouldn't tell me what I would have to do. I remember asking that, and he wouldn't tell me what I would have to do. Oh, God. All right. Let me ask you real quick before so you... That Mm-hmm. Before you go on, like, okay, so in the game of charades, was it just like, I mean, was it anything like sexual or was it just kind of like, just just like an open game of charades? Because, I mean, you know, that's just. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you asked that, actually. it was There was nothing sexual about it. The one okay. scenario I do remember was like robbing a bank. Because mm-hmm. I remember that was so outside of, of who I was, just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that there wasn't anything sexual about the game of charades. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, you know, he goes on to talk about the allowance. I say, I can't agree to that because that's like signing a contract without reading it. And then that was enough where he was just like, okay, you're right, and just kind of backed off after that. Okay. Um it was, I know once it got late, all of his bedrooms are upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so we were going up there and we ended up like in his bedroom. I was sitting on his bed watching TV. I think it was kind of like, hey, come in here before you go to bed to watch a little bit of TV. You know, you can stay up a little bit later to watch TV. So you in were, the bedroom, so you were you staying know? the night there. That was the plan for you to stay yeah. all night. Yeah, because his mother yeah, had to. Yeah, the plan was to uh-huh. spend the night. Yeah. I, 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 know she, I know that he was watching him for the mom, for his mother, but I didn't know you it know, was overnight. Okay. I thought it was just like, you know, for some hours I'll while you back. do this yeah, and I'll yeah. come back and get him. I didn't know it was like a, a, a sleepover type of type of deal. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was the level of trust. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. You know? Um, it's like going to so, your uncle's house or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And so, you know, we go and um, we're sitting on the bed watching TV. And I remember he was on my left side. Mm-hmm. And so it would have had to have been his right hand. But he grabs my penis and he starts to grope me. And at that point, I just freeze. I don't know what to do because, I mean, this is the pastor of right. my church mm-hmm. and he's just this is not something that I'm thinking is possible mm. and I mean at the time actually if y'all remember the Catholic Church was going through a lot yeah, of yeah, priests yeah. like just back to back to back you kept hearing right, right 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 and so like to me that was a reality but for it to happen to me with my black pastor mm. then it was just like it, there was just a lot going on at that point. Yeah, especially in you know a lot of times you know you know especially Christianity, they talk about you know homosexuality a lot and stuff like that. You know how how bad it is and this and that. You know so yeah, that's like you said, man. That's you really don't see that coming. Yeah. And <sighs> hey, let me ask you a question before he before he reached and you know grabbed you know grabbed you or whatever. 
did he say anything or he just 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 did it out of nowhere? He really just did it out of nowhere. There was no warning that this was going to happen. Um, and, you know, some people may say that him inviting me to his bedroom was a warning. Mm. I was I was 14 years old. No, I wasn't, and yeah. this was the pastor of my church. I wasn't thinking danger, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. Was, I don't think any. If you're the pastor, then, you know, we're taught to follow, right. you know, to follow your pastors. So. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, no I don't think that's a, I don't think so either, man. Being a kid, you know, he's like, hey, you know, stay up a little bit longer. You know what I mean? I don't think that, you know. And that's I, crazy what he just said, though, Jonathan just said about we taught to follow your pastor. Absolutely. And I know, but I don't, do you, that should, I don't think that should be, you should follow, you know, you could follow the word, but you know, all pastors ain't, obviously ain't about to write. So it's like we, we teaching people to, you know, follow the pastor. But, but I get what he's saying yeah. on that. I get what he's saying on that because. You know, you're supposed you're, you're supposed to trust your pastor. Your you pastor's are. supposed to be someone right. that you can go to in a time of need. And like you said, his mom was best friends with him right. already. Right. You know what I mean? So it was like you said, uncle. It's, I know, but it's just scary, dog. I've I gone to my all that stuff yeah. man, that, that's happening yeah, now. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I remember going. It's to, scary. Yeah, I remember being a kid, man, and. You know, growing up, staying all night at my uncle's house and like, yeah. hey, man, come, you know, I ain't nothing. It was just normal, yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? You no, ain't think yeah. none of that, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. So, so yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Was, no, I was just going to say it was just, it was a lot because I was, I mean, especially being the kind of kid that I was, uh, I was super into church and wore that shit on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. And my, my best friend, I remember growing up, he would, uh, once, like, all the Catholic church stuff started coming out, he would make fun of me. I was like, no, that's them, that's them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of the reason why I remember that so well was because that was also when I was introduced to shame. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I've been just having to talk about this and relive this so much. Now I'm taking an even more critical look at it because up to this point I've been able to process it Mm-hmm. But now it's more like, wow, what, you know, what happened afterwards? How was I, you know, how did my development change so, after that? So what did happen? So, okay, so we stopped that. He grabbed you. Uh, so he grabbed you mm-hmm. and you froze. And so then what happened then? Mm-hmm. I'd say he probably groped me for about 15 to 20 seconds. And then he just stopped. And I got up and get to the room across the hall because that's where I was going to be sleeping for the night. So you just got up and left? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And, and he might, it might have been something where he stopped and then he's like, okay, let's go to bed because, you know, now this is an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and so I go, you know, go to sleep in the morning is the one and only time he has ever acknowledged what happened. Uh, he came to wake me up and he starts to apologize. And I just waved him off because I wasn't ready. I don't think I was even ready to accept that it happened at Mm. that point. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, just, you know, whatever, uh, we get in the car I remember stopping at uh, at the McDonald's, and I when I was up there, 
during the hurricane, I went past the same one. And every time I go past it, I'm like, wow, that's, I remember that. But, mm-hmm. um, we, and yeah, so we stopped there and then, you know, go to church or whatever. And this is where my recollection of the timeline can get, is kind of iffy. Okay. Hey, Jonathan, before I you, I don't know how, Jonathan, before you go there, let me ask you a question. Rewind it back to after you left and went to the room. Uh, did you ever think about calling your mother? You know what I mean? Did you ever say, I want to leave here? I got to go. Did you ever think about that? Like, mm-hmm. I need to call mom. No. Um, I remember being glad to be away from him. Mm-hmm. I think that was my that was my main thing. I just I wanted to be away from him. And in my head, he got the message that I didn't want to, you know, be physical with him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was, and I mean, and I didn't think to even call her because, I mean, we didn't even have cell phones gotcha, back then. Gotcha. That's crazy, man. I, I uh, shoot, I, I don't try to hot tell. I don't, I don't know what I would do in that situation, honestly. Yeah, you don't. That's just, yeah, I mean, you, you all, we from the outside looking in. So and we really can always say, man, mean. I would have done this. Yeah, I would have right. punched him. I right, man, come right. on, man. You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> but I do know that, man, staying at my, like, at my cousin's house, man, I'll call my mom yeah, pick me up me. if I saw a roach, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a roach like, man, yeah. they got roaches. Mom. Hey, Ma, come get me. Why you want? I just, just come get me. I'm ready to come home. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I've, I've had to. I've called. Oh, what was that? Oh, no, no, yeah. Okay. I swear to God, man, yeah, I've called Mom on some come get me, Mom. I'm ready to come home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, man, ready. go ahead. Sorry to make light of it, man. But um, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. That McDonald's and everything. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but, yeah, and that, that's one of the things that has kind of been in the back of my mind. Like, as far as for the, you know, 16, 15, mm-hmm. 16 years I've been silent, it's just, like, what are the optics of this? Does mm-hmm. it look like, you know, I wanted it? Did I make the wrong decision? Right, right, How many right. You can't blame you. what I did and think, yeah, you can't oh, blame well, yourself. You did something, you know? Nah. And, and I, I, I don't. Okay, okay, good, good, good. thinking good. about it and the fact, and that was just one of the things that, that that was one of the reasons why I needed to be quiet about it because I needed to process that. Yeah, and you probably was afraid to be judged, like you know, and and just like like I said, TC and I just made light of the situation, like man, what you should have done, you know what I mean? And it's probably like you know, like hey, I don't, I don't want to be judged, nor do I just want to like you know be shamed of saying what you should have done or what I would have done, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, and it, and. I mean, afterwards, I just wanted to be normal. Gotcha. I wanted to be normal in the worst way. And, and I think that was just a part of the shame. And so if I didn't say anything, then it didn't have to be a part of my story. Mm, so and if it wasn't it. a part of my story, then I couldn't be affected by it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you just tried to pretty much just erase it from from reality in your head as much as possible so that you really didn't have to face it or think about it or remember it? For a little bit, yes. Okay. Uh, But then there was a mentor that I had uh, who fortunately I've been able to get back in touch with because of all this. Mm. And he was uh, was the one who I told about Clay. 
he was another reverend in the town in Indy at the time, mm. and his um, his wife had worked at my elementary school, mm. which was how he and I had met somehow. And he just kind of took a liking to me, and he was my mentor and kind of that positive male role model. Because my well, I mean, my dad was alive then, but he lived in Michigan. Gotcha. So having somebody there for me. Um, and, you know, obviously in this case, it was great that I had him because he, as an adult, could look at it and he knew what to do. Like, it took, I don't know how long it took to tell him between, you know, when it actually happened. But once I did, it didn't take him long to get to my mom. And then once my mom knew, we made a file with DCS. We did a report with DCS they interviewed me and said that there was enough evidence there to press charges. Mm. And so we, they forwarded the, um, they forwarded the case either to IMPD or the sheriff's department. I don't remember. Cause I think that was when they were separate, aren't they like one thing now or something? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I think they were like supposed to. I'm not. Yeah, I think they were supposed to be, and I'm not sure if they merged yet. I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so with it got forwarded to either of them or whatever that was at the time, and they decided that there was not enough physical evidence to move forward with charges. Damn. Um, and so that was the point where where I really got silent about it because we had gone as far as we could with it, it seemed. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, telling, you know, telling it afterwards, then it really had to become part of my story. And so it was just like, what else is there to do? So I what mean, was, I, effectively I was silenced. Man. So what was your, I mean, of course, I know your mother was outraged with it being someone she trusted, not only that, her best friend. What I mean, mm -hmm. do you remember at, at all if she had words with him? Did she pull out the strap ready to kill him? You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, your, you know. Do, do you remember anything? Send some send some uncles or something over <laughs> yeah. there. Up, you, up, you know. Yeah. Do you do you remember any of that? Do yeah. you know if she had any interaction with him after that? I remember she wanted to do she wanted to do things the right way. Like she she wanted to do other things, but what she actually yeah. did. Um, Naturally, she obviously she pressed the charges and everything, but she wrote him a letter. Uh, they, I don't think they ever spoke after she found out what he did. Mm. Um, we left the church immediately. She wrote him a letter uh, saying, "You know, this is." I mean, essentially, just saying everything. Like, well, I have the letter. I've been, I've read it a couple of times. Um, Oh, you have a letter. Yeah, that was that's another thing that came of all this. Um, the letters that she sent, both to Clay and to the congregation, mm. um, I, I now have a copy of those in my, my you know, I think. Dang, but um, anyway, hey, hey, and, and, yeah. and real quick, Jonathan, um, the church that he, what, what is the church again? Is he still the pastor there? He's still the pastor of the church, and, and he's also a member of Indianapolis City Council, and he's trying to be city council president in the election it. tomorrow. Ooh. Mm. So, uh, is, was, 
my my next question is: it, How big was the church, or how big is the church? Is it still the same, like currently, like the same size? And what's it the name of the church again? Messiah, Messiah Missionary Baptist Church. Okay. Uh, it was never a huge church. Um, it it was probably at maybe 150 members total. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was struggling. I remember Sundays at Messiah because at first Messiah was on uh, kind of the west side off of MLK. Um and then MLK in Illinois, downtown. And okay. then we moved to what was Light of the World's old building off of 38th Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once, once we moved there, there were, we, the church was not big enough to fit that building. So I remember Sundays where Clay would come back up after preaching to ask for a second offering because we didn't have the money to pay the note that was coming up. And Dang. so that church was like, never, as far as I remember, we were never doing all that great. But, you know, we had, the, we, but, and actually, the only reason that they're still in that building is because Light of the World ended up, ended up forgiving that debt somehow, or somehow, Somebody came in and either paid it off or the debt was forgiven or something. Okay. But it was never, um, but yeah, I mean, it was struggling. Okay. So, so, so with it being dropped, you know, and saying there wasn't enough evidence, you just went on years without having to tell that story and just, I mean, did you get counseling? Was there any help behind it? Or did, you, did your mom or anyone, or was it just like, hey, let's just, let's just grow to figure out how we can just live past, past this? I did get counseling. Uh, my mom uh, was insistent that I go to counseling. I will say that at the time, being that I wanted to be normal so bad, it was not hard for me to put on like I was normal. Okay. And so... I, with the counseling, like they they did what they were supposed to do, but I don't think I don't think I was ready for help at that point gotcha. because I wasn't aware of how much it was already affecting me. Okay, yeah, man, no, I, I I can see that. How did that? You said you was real into church, you know, and you wanted to be a pastor and you were working to be a pastor. How did that affect you? with church and wanting to be a pastor, did it turn you off or did you continue on your strides with wanting to be a pastor or were you just off church altogether? Honestly, I think um, my response to it was to get closer to church, closer to God, uh, because I knew that if I, if I used what he did as an excuse to leave the church, then I wouldn't be leaving on on my own with my own decision like by my own yeah 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 yeah, i I can understand that for sure for sure um and so i i that was probably the one thing that didn't change was my involvement with the church uh we left once we left messiah uh we went to a church called first free will and i stayed active with them and then we were at a new life probably from 2000, 
Wow, probably 2005 to 2007. Okay. What, um, so from this, from this uh, story, you know, what happened to you and then, you know, your mom finding out you all left the church. Did you all ever find out or was there ever any other rumors of this happening to someone mm. else that went to that church? Yeah, good, good question. I'm not sure if they went to the church, but he actually has, and I didn't find this out until afterwards, there were already rumors about him. You found uh, this, you found this another, out after what? After it happened to you? Yeah, after uh-huh. it happened to me. Um, that, I mean, I had to have a real conversation with my mom after that. But mm-hmm. we, I mean, we did. And that's another reason why I'm able to even talk about it now is because the immediate damage um, was kind of handled at that point. Mm-hmm. But with... Um, with the rumors, there were rumors about him that started, I'm not going to say they started, but he had a position, a youth leadership position at St. John Church, and there was enough concern there where they removed him uh, from that position. And then there was another guy that got in contact with my mom who said, hey, I went through some similar stuff I'd like to talk to Jonathan, hmm. but like I said, I was not, you know, trying to talk at that point. So, yeah. so I didn't want to talk to him. So when you say that you wanted to be normal and in the worst way, what what about you? What did you purposely try to change? I did like. Did you try to have a different personality, you know, different swagger, uh, do things differently, try to put on a front? Like, you know, like what uh, changed about you uh, as a person, you know, that, that people can see, you know, that, that, that they will get from you? Like, uh, you know, Jonathan, uh, you know, he used to be real nice and quiet and sweet, but you know, he, he, had, he hadn't been seeming the same. Like, what, what would it be? Um, ow. It would be. It wouldn't be anything that anybody saw, unfortunately. Uh-huh. Um, but it was reflected in in my grades and mm. in the you know what my activity at school. Mm. Um, okay. I was when I was in like at West Lane. I like sixth and seventh grade. I was in all the accelerated classes and doing all that stuff. Um, and that would have been two thousand thousand two. Uh, mm-hmm. By 2003, I had an entirely different friend group. Uh, by the time I got to high school, Spike, I didn't. I stopped doing football. I stopped doing track. I stopped doing wrestling. I didn't do any sports actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really make friends at Pike. I, I remember the first two weeks of school, I just sat alone for lunch. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, wow. a, yeah. Yeah, man. But that that also had to do with moving because I was mm-hmm. really I didn't take moving very well. But mm-hmm. the combination yes. of moving along with what had happened. Yeah, it's hard to be the a couple years prior. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to be the new guy, and then you kind of, <laughs> you know, self conscious about you know things going on in your personal life. You know, skeletons in the closet and whatnot. So yeah, that that can that can be a lot on a teenager. Teenagers yeah. are already you know pretty emotional and. You know, high strung, right. you know, go through quite a bit just with growing and in, in the, in the change in their life. So, yeah, I'm sure that could be a, quite a bit. Yeah, man. So, you know, with, you know, all this and, 
you know, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of calls and you've gotten, uh, you know, you this is, you know, us having you on a podcast. And like you said, there was another interview that was done. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of family members are calling you now, probably old church members. But my question is, and, you know, a lot of people probably want to know, and you've probably been asked this question, like, why now? Why? Why talk about it now? That has probably been the most common question. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I just, I expect people to, I expect people to listen this time. Um, I had already been given the message through going through the system and, you know, reporting it and all that stuff. Like, I made noise about it then. And it was like screaming into an empty room. Um, and so from probably from like 15, 16 on, I just understood it as something that happened to me that nobody really cared about. Because when you when we went to, you know, the people who were supposed to do something about it, they didn't. Or they couldn't, right. quote unquote. Right. Um, and now it's, I mean, like I said, with the Me Too movement and sexual assault being in the forefront of everybody's mind. So this kind of gave you a little more confidence, you know, to come with so many people, seeing so many other people come forth with what has happened to them in different, you know, situations. But, you know, same thing uh, kind of gave you like, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially, um, I'll, I kind of hate saying this, but. Uh, when Terry Crews had mm. said his piece about the director or whoever, the Hollywood elitist mm-hmm. who had, you know, came up and, and you know, felt on him and all that stuff, right. then that was, like, obviously that, you know, affected me a bit more personally than, you know, the other Me Too stories. Right. Um, uh. And I think that was the point where I decided if I had a chance to tell the story again that I would. Yeah. So, so, so uh, I have the clip here and I won't play it. I, I will play it, you know, in a second. But uh, have you heard his response to this? Did you see the actual footage of him, you know, speaking on it? Yeah, I saw the uh, Channel 13 footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's exactly what I would expect from him. Okay. Yeah, man, I, you know, like I said, man, this bothered me just one, not only just because it's, you know, it's, you know, because of what happened, but, you know, knowing you personally, I was like, oh, you know, like, damn, man, you know, and with this man still being in leadership and now holding a position that's pretty, you know, pretty high, it's it's bothered, it bothers me, you know what I'm saying, still seeing him out here, And, and like you said, it was already rumored and I just like I don't understand why this isn't being taken into further investigation now, with especially with him coming up on an election, him holding a position like he has. And and politics, you know, politics are dirty. So has anyone like reached out to you negatively? You know, had any Good negative question. remarks? Yeah. Like, the church members, especially. I mean, church members, people in politics, saying, "Hey, you, you know, this is." These politic games, you know, you out here just trying to slander somebody because of the election, da da da. You know, has anyone like 
church folks reached out to you in a negative way. And church folks, man, and they church folks who um, ride by their pastors, man, they they live and die by their pastors. Yeah. So I'm wondering if I'm surprised you ain't got death threats yet. <laughs> Surprisingly, nobody has. Mm. Um, and my phone number has been the same for like the past decade. So. <laughs> <laughs> they know um, how to reach you if they need to. <laughs> right, I'm not hard to reach at all. Um, the the church's response the first time, because not only did my mom send a letter to Clay, she sent a letter to, if not all, a lot of members of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was when, this seems so long ago, oh my gosh, I'm old. That was when the phone book was still like current, and mm-hmm. people kept their information in there. And so, um, you know, so she had used the phone book to find, like, addresses to make sure, um, you know, to make sure she could send the letter to those, you know, to those members. Um, But they didn't do anything. Like, there were a couple of people who left afterwards, but Mm -hmm. there were people who I had known at Messiah since I, like, all my life. And... You know, they stayed afterwards. Yeah. Um, and that's what, because of, like, the more I've thought about this, the more it has bothered me exactly what he did. Like, mm-hmm. this man knew me for most of my life. Right. And it just, it makes me wonder, like, when did he start plotting? Yeah, that is, yeah. A, that is a crazy question. I, I have another one. Like, um, I mean, how does it feel that, how does it feel knowing that this is and is viewed as an accusation you know is this an accusation there's no you know the, you you took it to the law they said it wasn't enough evidence uh you don't have any physical evidence or proof it's basically basically your word versus his word that they how does did, that that they didn't believe right so like how does how does that make you feel you know it's like you're really out here you know you're pushing this story and you're really wanting people to believe you i mean it's, it's probably nothing worse than knowing the truth of something and really trying to get people to believe you and then they don't and that has to be like one of the most frustrating things in the world yeah. and it's something this grave uh of this of a situation mm-hmm. you know that's got to that's got to be mm-hmm. beyond frustrating it would be if I hadn't already experienced it. Mm-hmm. But going into it, before I even did the interview, I had to remind myself, last time he told the story, nobody paid attention and nothing happened. This mm-hmm. time, it's possible that nobody's going to pay attention and nothing will happen. Uh, and I understand with the, you know, the news stations having to say allegations and everything because mm-hmm. they have a legal you know, standard to uphold. And Mm -hmm. in the age of fake news, they can't afford to just outright say Clay touched 14-year-old boy. Right. You know, so, I mean, I understand it. I'm just, that's, but that's why I'm saying so much. I mean, actually, uh, this morning, there was an article about this guy, this pastor of a megachurch, I think in Tennessee or something, and he was, I think he had actually been convicted of sexual assault with this girl, mm. a teenage girl, when he was like 22. Um, between my, the first time I saw that headline and like 2 o'clock, 
the church had already come out and said that they, that they stood behind the pastor and, you know, they were going to support him. That's crazy, man. And I, and I don't know the details. I'm imagining that maybe it's something like, oh, this is part of my past, but I'm a different person now for that guy. But stuff like that is why, it's why I was silent then, but it's why I have to talk now. Good. Like, you have these people who will get away with this stuff and even if it's known they still get away with it Quick but question. i've you know been, oh go ahead sorry no you're good i was gonna i was just gonna ask because you you were i didn't we didn't ask this and uh you just said said the tennessee folks like their ages uh how old was clay i know you said you were 14 or 15 how old was clay at the time when he did this do you know mm. I have no clue. Old enough to know he, he was wrong. I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I ain't know if he's a 30 year old, yeah, 40 year old. I don't know. I mean, he looks pretty old now. He looks like he may be yeah, knocking in his, you know, maybe like 60s now. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I, I mean, so. that's what it looked like when I seen him on the news. I mean, yeah, because he started pastoring at Messiah in like 82, I think. Okay. So, he yeah. was, and that was what, two, like 20 years later that that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy. Forty plus fifty. Yeah, we're going out here yeah, touching fourteen-year-old boys. Yeah. You know, that's just yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, Jonathan, man, um, what we will do most definitely, man, we're going to push this episode, man, and hopefully, you know, if if nothing happens to him, hopefully, uh, you know, we make a uh, make make you know just have some awareness of this is this could be going on, and this does go on. Uh, you know, we will do it here at the stakes is high, man. Yeah. What what is and, and and we're getting close to the time, man. And like I said before, man, I, I really really appreciate you coming on, man. Just sharing your story and being open with us and open with the listeners. Oh, definitely. And yeah, man. But my last my last thing I want I want you to do, man. Um, if you could, man. If there's someone out here struggling, struggling with it now, uh, that's that's currently happening to them or something that happened in the past. And and second, if you could help like someone like a, a parent out there and make them aware with, you know, kids and trusting and trusting people that's not family or even family, man. So if you could do those two things, man, that'd be great. You, you were breaking up a little bit, but I'm going to I think I know where you were asking. Um, when it comes down to it, if a kid a 14, 15-year-old kid is making any claims about an adult touching them inappropriately, you you have to be in their corner. Like, there are some kids that will lie about that, so, you know, parents know your children. But <laughs> um, kids don't have anything to gain from that. Mm. Like, when I did it when I was a kid, I wasn't looking for, for money or anything like that. I just, I wanted, I knew that somebody needed to know what happened because what he did was wrong. Mm. Uh, so, you know, definitely to any parents, like that was, that was one of the things, one of the many things that went right about that situation was the fact that I had a mother who believed me and who was willing to, you know, push past even where I was comfortable, because I don't even know if I was ready to go, like, to authorities when I told her. I knew it was possible, but I didn't know if I was ready for that. But it didn't matter. And at that point, it doesn't, because kids are not always going to be ready. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you got to, because other kids could be at stake. Mm -hmm. and, I don't, and I honestly don't know how many kids 
might have been, you know, affected by my by the lack of something happening when I came out. And that and your your situation as far as how your you and your you know your mother handled it, uh, I mean that's the right way. And yes, like you said, the parents should listen to the kid if they're making those allegations. But folks, listeners, please beware of the Keaton Joneses of the world. Uh, you right. know, you don't want to see. You know, you got those that put out a story just to get a, a you know fifty thousand and a GoFundMe too. So you got to yeah. be aware of them cats too. Well, but in yeah. fairness, but in fairness, we don't know if Keaton was getting. Well, we know him, but the parent, the parent, yeah, yeah the parent. Some but, of these parents yeah. have ulterior yeah. motives. So. Yeah, but you know, I think so. it's. I think you're. I think you're right, Jonathan. I think you know, if your kid is telling you something, most definitely. You have to investigate it oh, and sure. be on your kid's side until you look into it. And another thing you said that was very, very, very important, know your kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Know Definitely. your kid. And yeah. to anybody who, uh, you know, who's going through right now or to anyone who has a history with sexual assault in any way, never feel like your story has to be told or has to be shared. Your story is yours to do with what you want to do with. If you never tell anybody, it's absolutely fine. If you believe that you need to, that's fine too. You have support either way. Okay. So, and, 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 and before we go, man, I got one more last question. My bad. This is my <laughs> last question, man. And, and finally, man, what, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you want to do with this? Is there anything that you do you plan on taking this story and creating it to something bigger? Or are you just saying, hey, I want to tell this story, what happened to me, and, and leave it here? Do you plan on doing more? I've been thinking about it. Uh, if any opportunities come to you know, speak to, to either children or adult victims of sexual assault, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm... <laughs> happy to do <laughs> you heard that <laughs> um, yeah I've been thinking about that too okay um, actually one thing that uh, that I'm starting to do this year and definitely want to encourage as many people to do it uh, who find it interesting um, probably going to do it actually when I get off this call but every Sunday I'm going to make a 60 second video just doing a recap of the week uh, that way at the end of the year got like an hour long review of how you know your year went and just something to kind of keep in handy that's cool, cool that's, man. That's, that's, cool. that's a dope idea hey man whatever you do man know you have the support of us over here man oh for uh, sure man you come back on oh yeah I'll, go ahead i will definitely or, yeah we're working on a podcast actually dope dope throwing some ideas around with a friend so I'll probably be leaning on y'all to kind of get me through those. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Hey, man, I know you. I know you be on that WWE stuff, man. So I'm sure that <laughs> 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 he got he got a championship I, belt, the little draws, everything, <laughs> <laughs> the boots. I graduated to UFC now. Uh, oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. You real? He said I'm I'm, I'm doing real fight. <laughs> yeah, now he said I ain't gonna mess with the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can catch these hands now. <laughs> uh, Playtime over. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Before you go, please let us know the name of the gentleman and his church, man. We want to make people aware and let them understand and know 
like, hey, this is what happened to Jonathan, and this is, you know, this is his story. What's his name again, bro? Yeah, but his name is Stephen J. Clay. Okay. And and say the church again. Messiah Missionary Baptist yeah, okay. Church. Boom. Yeah, man, we want to put this man on blast, man. We riding with you on this. Yeah. I don't care what Indianapolis he says. Indianapolis City Council. Yes, please do. Yeah, we um, want to. I got the clip. Watch the uh, watch the presidential race tomorrow because there's there are rumors that he's going to try and pull something, and he already actually tried to pull a coup on the current president. So this man's just not he's not good news for anybody. Okay. All right, man. Well, you will. We most definitely will put it out here, man, and. Stephen Clay, we ain't riding with you, homie. Hey, John. Yeah, and I'll man. be getting, um, I'll be getting the DCS report uh, sometime soon. It, I mean, it'll be after this election, obviously. But I'm gonna try and get it out to uh, as many media outlets as I can when it does come. Okay. Man, once again, we appreciate you, Jonathan. Man, I. I TC and I, we hey, we was hyped to get this episode. For the opportunity. Yeah, we, no we want you to speak your truth, man. Let let us know. So thank you. Okay. Will do, will do, and congratulations again on the hundred episodes. Uh, worked, dope, man. Thank you, <laughs> dope, bro. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, man. Been grinding, man. Yeah, we here. <laughs> man, <laughs> you got to. <laughs> yeah, got yeah, man. Hey, man, if you jump in that ring, let us know, man. We drive down to Savannah and watch Straight it. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, man. All right, man. Man, oh, if, man, if you get if you get up here tonight, man, let us know, man. We'll we'll like to bring you in, man, and get on the mic live, man. You know, with this being on the phone oh, and everything. Oh, definitely. We let y'all know. Okay. Both All right, man. We'll get with you later. All right. All right, okay. All right man. Peace. Peace. All right, everybody. We thank you guys for tuning in to the Stakes is High podcast with Jonathan, man. We're gonna, you know, we're trying to make some awareness here, man, and you know, we can get on and have fun and. You know, but, but we try to have these conversations right here, man, and make awareness to, um, you know, real life stuff, man. Yeah, if you, if you sure. have, yeah, if you have a kid out there, if you know some nephews and you got some uncomfortableness going on and you think the kids are uncomfortable, please listen to them, pay attention, even with, like, that happened, that was her best friend, you know. Damn, and he looking at him like family, you family, know. Family, bro, church. Mentor, all that. You know, yeah, man. That church, man, church is, man, it's rough, man. When you got these regular men who make mistakes like us, who become looked at as gods, you know, and they 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 lead people. And you said something earlier, TC. You was like, man, you know, you said something about being, you know, he just being a man and about like not following a man, following the word, you yeah. know. And yeah, when you got this man who's supposed to be chosen by God to deliver this word and this fool out here touching Touch on boys, man. man. Just, yeah, yeah that's it's wild. It's yeah. wild. It's really wild. Hey, man, be careful. Our, our episodes is crazy on our timing, man. This brother is, there's a, the race is tomorrow and today is Sunday. Yeah. And we drop on Wednesday. So, yeah, so the man, election already be done, but. Yeah, man. 100th right. episode, TC. We got it coming up, brother. Icon Lounge. Yeah, February seventeenth. Yeah, mark your calendar. No, it ain't January seventeenth. I mean, what I say, February. Yes, yeah, I'm tripping, man. <laughs> you gave them a whole yeah. extra month. Yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah. January, nah. So January. next week, y'all, yeah. January seventeenth. <laughs> Icon Lounge downtown, seven to ten, seven p.m. to ten yeah. p.m. So here's the thing: We're, this is dropping on Wednesday, and that is 
What's the date on Wednesday? Uh, like 10th. Yeah, so it's the It'll 10th, the 10th. Dropping on Wednesday. And then we will have a 100th episode. But, you know, we're trying yeah. to figure that out. But our mm-hmm. 100th, we're going to really celebrate on Wednesday. So hopefully yeah. we have something to drop for you guys. Oh, we're going to have something to drop on Wednesday for you too. And then we're going to yeah. have the live celebration. Okay. So next Wednesday going to be popping. All right, man. Let's get we're out of here. We've been, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jonathan, thank you, man. Um, shout out to him being transparent with his story. And, uh, you know, we try to answer, try to get some questions in for him, you know. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. This is the Stakes is High podcast. Peace. Peace.